We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest is jumped onto the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, February 15th, 2019. Alex Barutha here next to Shannon McEwen. On the line is Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, the RotoWire website as well, and we would appreciate a nice review. So today we are going to, uh, as always, do some quick news and then jump into some trade fallout. Um, there's, you know, it's been about a week since the trade deadline and then we're going to briefly touch on uh dfs picks which for today is only the rising stars game we're not going to delve too deeply into that uh it'll just be some some brief coverage our four four listeners just hit stop yeah right (laughs) (laughs) um for those of you who haven't thrown your phone out (laughs) out the window um or your computer whatever you're listening with anthony davis last night Left the game early with a muscle contusion in his left shoulder, allegedly. Uh, he was seen leaving the <laughs> arena with his agent while the game was still going on. There's video of that. Boo. Uh, Coach Alvin Gentry admitted the current situation is a, quote, dumpster fire. Somehow, uh, the Pelicans beat the Thunder by nine, which is, in my opinion, absurd. Um, when I saw when I saw the Thunder were... Yeah, when I saw the Thunder were only favored by five, I was like, "Is that this is free money? You have to bet OKC <laughs> minus five. Uh, and yet I look stupid now. Um, so, do do you guys have any immediate reaction to this Anthony Davis news? Are you were you expecting something like this to happen? Um, I mean, is is 
do you feel like he's is this i mean is this the final game for davis as a pelican yes yes it is this is exactly what i expected i mean as soon as he had a minor injury which by by i mean all details we have this seems to be a minor injury something where he maybe could have came back last night or would be back the first game after the all-star break I mean, the fact that he left the arena like that with his agent uh, before the game even ended, um, I just, I can't see it. And, and the, way, the way things have played out over the past week, you know, since the trade deadline, I can't see him suiting up for the Pelicans again this year. I think the NBA no. is going to, uh, yeah, I think the NBA is going to scale back on their, their threat to find the Pelicans 100K a game. Uh, something, something's going to happen where it's just all sides agree that's the best route and that's what happens. How about even worse, like you actually make him come to the arena and you give him like two minutes off the bench. <laughs> like you send him in in the second quarter and then you just keep making him sit there. <laughs> I'm seeing most of my reaction for my old rant, man rant. It does look like Shannon or maybe uh, you typed in an interesting question, though, as far as free agents, possible free agent pickups or fantasy players to go with in lieu of this Davis news. Yeah. I mean, first, obviously, like we've discussed a couple of times, I mean, if you own Davis and your trade deadline hasn't hit yet, I still think the best, the best thing for you to do is try to trade them. As of today, it's going to be a lot less than what you could have got a couple of days ago. Um, but I would move them for pretty much anything, any serviceable player right. at this point. Um, <laughs> but if, if Bag you of just, balls, I, I wouldn't necessarily drop him for a free agent because, you know, hopefully you can get better than that. But, it, but if you are out there hunting for free agents, J- Jaleel Okafor has to be picked up. He was probably scooped up in your league two weeks ago um, and then possibly dropped once Davis and Randall returned. Uh, he's only 41% owned in Yahoo leagues. Uh, that's going to be much less in ESPN leagues because ownership's always much less in ESPN. Um, so if you're in one of those leagues where Okafor is available – I think 10-team, 12-team leagues, he's he's worth a pickup. Um, I do want to caution everyone, though. I, I, I see, like, on Twitter, I see a lot of noise about Oakford just being a, a crazy, amazing pickup, and players are wondering, okay, who should I drop? Should I drop Nance for Okafor? To me, no, that's a wash. Um, I see most folks siding with Okafor. But remember, when Oakford broke out a couple weeks ago, Randall was also out. Mm-hmm. Randall's back now. So like, yes. and Oakford yes. and Randall don't really work well as a pair. Neither one of them can stretch the floor. So I, I it's difficult to see me like for them to play thirty five minutes, up, you know, each alongside each other, is very doubtful in my opinion that that will happen. Yeah. Um. So Oakford, I love him as a pickup. He's worth it. But I'm not going to drop a guy like Nance, who's been producing, you know, on a per game average as a top one hundred player all year. And should be fine for the rest of the season. The the Cavs are already have already shown that they're going to start him alongside Love when Love is healthy. As so, they should, they've yeah, extended Love. A- a- I mean, absolutely. they've extended Nance, so they should you know get him minutes, see what they got. Yeah, yeah. So to me, you you keep Nance. You don't drop a player like Nance for Okafor. If you have someone lesser than that, yeah, make the move. Well, guys, there was also two other games last night in a real matchup of titans. The Knicks broke their 18-game losing streak by beating the Hawks in Atlanta. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. with 19 points, two boards, and seven dimes. DeAndre Jordan, 10 points, 13 boards, three blocks. Uh, Gentlemen, two dumpster fire of squads here. Fantasy-wise going forward, who do you like on the Knicks and or Hawks? Uh, I'm gonna we'll touch on this a little bit, but uh, as far as I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. from a raw stats perspective is great. Like if you're in a points league, if you're playing daily, is great because percentages have been really bad uh, since joining the Knicks. I mean, he went three for eight from the free throw line. Uh, he's around sixty percent, I think, from the free throw line uh, since joining the team overall, and that can really kill. Uh, that that really kills the stats overall. Like. People underrate the impact uh-huh. of free throw and field goal percentage on fantasy players. Guys like Wiggins are a prime example. Yeah, he's at mm-hmm. 42.7% from the floor and 54.5% from the line in seven games. And when the, the when the volume goes up, that's just more painful. Right. Yeah. 
I, the free throw, I expect the free throw percentage to increase some. Um, he hasn't been good. He was like 71% in college. He was 69 and 64% uh, these th- through his first season and a half um, as, in the NBA. I, I don't expect you know, the percentages we already knew. They were not going to be great with Dennis Smith. I mean, he shot under 40% as a rookie. Um, I think 42, 43 is stomachable. You can, you can stomach that. Uh, from him, from the floor, from 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 the free throw line, though he has to improve on that. Yeah. 55%. What happens when? Mo- what do you think happens when Moody comes back? I mean, I it wouldn't surprise me if Fizdale tried to play them both together for like ten minutes a game and to just try to get Moody twenty four minutes or something like that. But I would be pretty if I was a if I had Moody on my fantasy roster, I'd be I'd be concerned. Yes, I mean he's already playing. Uh, Allen and Trier alongside Smith for stretches during the game. Uh, so I expect Moutier would put, they would play alongside each other at, at, for certain stretches. But, you know, I, one of the first things we mentioned when this trade went through is that you're, you're safe to drop Moutier in most leagues. And I still feel that way. Yeah. Um, I guess to answer your original question, kind of guys that I like uh, on the Knicks, um, it's tough because the rotation is all over the place. Um, but I do, I have a lot of faith in Mitchell Robinson at this point. He is an, he is an elite shot blocker that we know Mm -hmm. he's not always going to be great on offense, but he'll get you rebounds. He'll get you, he had four blocks last night. Um, and Kadeem Allen has shown some consistency, uh, over the past four games. Uh, he hasn't dipped below 27 fantasy points. So that's important to know. Um, Luke Cornett seems to be back in the rotation. He drew the start. Uh, last night, I'm not sure I would have complete faith in that because you're saying his three of 16 last night might be an issue. Might be an issue. Um, <laughs> he still almost he still put up 30 fantasy points. Um, but I think Fizdale try to get Noah Vonley in the rotation again um, at some point. So I'm yeah. not sure how much I would trust Cornette, especially with Mitchell Robinson playing so well. So um, that kind of sums up my I guess my entire take on the Knicks. I'm with you, Kevin Mitchell- Harder with a. Harder with a terrible 0 for 4 last night. 23 minutes, only four shots. I kept thinking he was going to have an awesome second half. Was I just totally wrong there? You you weren't. Well, I understand why you <laughs> would think that. Um, he had a yeah. he had a pretty nice stretch there. The problem is you have Bazemore's back now. Uh, Prince Torian Prince is healthy, so uh-huh. you just you have all these pieces that were gone earlier. Um, that were that were all sidelined earlier when Horder had. Why didn't they trade Prince? Why didn't it, they trade Prince? It's I not even Prince. Bazemore's the one they should have traded, right? Yeah. I mean, contract-wise. Bazemore's like 29 yeah, years old. That, yeah. Like, Pr- Prince could still be a, a good building piece and is on a cheap contract, so it makes sense to have him. But Bazemore's the one that really confused things. So, I mean, you look at – with Herter, he went from seeing 30-plus minutes a game on a pretty regular basis, and then the past threes, 28, 25, 23 minutes, he's still starting – but that's kind of it's going to be inconsistent for him. He's going to have nights where he where he hits a couple, you know, three, four, five three pointers, and those are nights he has good scoring outing. But his his minutes aren't going to be thirty five, thirty six now that the team's healthy. Yeah, Alex, there's some buyout news, brother. Lay it on us. Markeith Morris, uh, who was bought out by the Pelicans after being traded there by Washington, uh, signed with the Oklahoma City Thunder yesterday. He was medically cleared to play earlier in the week. So I think from a fantasy perspective, this gets a little, I don't want to say complicated, but he is probably not going to start. Uh, this is all assuming Jeremy Grant is like going to be healthy and fine uh, from his injury. Um, but so Marquise Morris will probably come off the bench at power forward. It would surprise me if he ended up getting more than 24 minutes a night. He could play some small ball five, and that's where I think that the addition is interesting. Yeah. Uh, more towards the playoffs, you have him at the five to space the floor, uh, gives them some versatility on offense. But overall, do you guys think that Marquise Morris is an automatic pickup in twelve team leagues, or is it kind of a no. wait and see? You know, drop someone if you know if you have someone on your bench who is just not doing what they need. Uh, what you need hasn't them to played do. hasn't played since the day after Christmas. I was almost wondering about his shape at this point. Uh, I hear you on. I think he is the better small ball backup center. Be cra- Jeremy Jeremy Grant's having a career season. I don't know why right. they want to dull that. Patrick 
Patrick Patterson, though, has been absolutely terrible. Not the stretch four they thought they had signed away from Toronto. So I think there's a ton of minutes. Give them all of Patterson's minutes. Let him and Noel give Adams some rest, especially down the stretch before the playoffs. And they're going to need a small ball lineup that I think Morris, if healthy, uh, can be very helpful for. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I basically I would not expect anything more than what he did in Washington this year, which was he played 26 minutes per game, averaged 11 points, five rebounds, under you know, uh, 0.7 steals, 0.6 blocks, 1.4 three pointers. The 1.4 three pointers was a career high. Um, I think that, Washington's that's, his ceiling. I think that, that's yeah, his ceiling. exactly. I that's yeah. They, that. I'm I'm with you there. I think that's his ceiling with this team. I, I'm with you, Grant. Grant will continue. Like ha, he has to continue to be the starter. He's been yes. really good yeah. for him this year. I doubt it'll even eat into Grant's minutes that much. Um, if it if it does, it'll be you know, a very small amount, one or two minutes that Grant sees less per per game. Um, I, I just don't. I won't pick up Morris. It's a wait and see. Unless you're in an extremely deep league, you're, it's not even worth it. Well, there was a third game last night, gentlemen, a re- another awesome battle of teams really trying hard as we fade into the All-Star break. Hey, this is an Eastern Charlotte. Conference playoff battle. Really? <laughs> and the Hornets just phoned it in, losing by 38 to Orlando in Orlando. This is hard to do. The Hornets scored only 18 points in the first quarter and then followed that up with another only 18 points in the second quarter. Uh, Kemba Walker was actually seen packing his bags for the All-Star game in the middle of the second. Uh, I'm making that up. That's a bad joke. But, uh, man, the Hornets just did not care. They shot 35% from the field. Oh, and a solid 13% from three-point land. Uh, If you're MJ, aren't you a little peeved? Yeah, I mean, I... (laughs) Well, MJ himself is responsible for most of this roster being what it is. So it's, I, I mean, he probably is peeved, but it's also his fault. Uh, yeah, this was a very strange performance. Anytime a team gets completely blown out like this by a team that's essentially their equal, um, it's. Yeah, one game now separates the two uh, in the Eastern stands. Yeah, just very strange overall. Um, I, I, Overall, I'm still. I think we have to just continue to hammer on how well Jonathan Isaac has been playing. Yes. Um, I think that's the main takeaway from from this game. 28 FanDuel points here. Um, he had he he only had one steal and one block in this game, which it's turning out to be an anomaly for him. Normally, he would get like a combined three or four, but uh, he's two or four from three in this game. So, I he's still. I want to say he's still on the wire in some leagues. But he's not being started at the rate that he should be started at. Seventy-two percent owned in Yahoo, um, ESPN. It's a very small percentage owned. Um, over the past thirty days, eight category leagues on Yahoo, he is the forty-fourth ranked player. Over the past fourteen days, he's the twenty-first ranked player. Just three, four, five weeks ago, I had a conversation about Isaac, and it basically stemmed from the question was, "Who is the most disappointing fantasy player this season?" And my answer at that <laughs> yeah. point, I mean, this is really in like fair. early January. My answer was Isaac because right. in all in my, all my expert leagues, I saw folks reaching up. I, I loved Isaac. I was targeting him everywhere this year, um, but hopefully in like the seventh or eighth round, I saw experts grabbing him in the fourth and fifth round for you know expert leagues, high entry leagues like NFBKC, um, fourth or fifth round, which was just insane. You're you're projecting top sixty value for this guy. And he, he was, had back-to-back two-point games yeah, in early he, January I mean, where he, he started and got over 23 minutes. Right. He two was, points. He was horrible. I, he had some injuries, so there's that. Um, but he was not good. He has been an absolute beast for the past month, you know, and he keeps getting better. Like I said, over the past two weeks, ranked 21st in eight-category leagues on Yahoo. If, you're, if I'm picking right now between who do I want on my team for the rest of the season, Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac? It's Jonathan Isaac, and it's not even close. Let no. me ask you, so let's let's assume Vucevic walks, and let's go. Let's say he goes to the Knicks. I think he's going to New York. What's your starting five for Orlando next year? Mo Bamba. Well, if Mo Bamba's healthy, I'm not sure what the injury status is there, but he would. I would have to assume he's the one who steps in at center, and then you've got Gordon and Isaac playing the two forward spots. Markel Fultz at point guard. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. It's going to happen. It should. Um, give him a chance. Yeah, might as well. I think, I think the main thing to note whoa, whoa, with, whoa. Are you disparaging the upside of DJ Augustine? Uh, you know, I think he's only 31, so he's still in his right. prime. Um, the, I it's think, our job to disparage the upside of DJ Augustine. <laughs> uh, with Isaac, I think the main thing to note is he only played 27 games last year because he was mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of ankle injuries. So, you know, a lot of people, I think, were disappointed early in the year with him. But he, last night, just played his 80th NBA game. Yeah. Last night. Uh, made his 52nd start of his career. So, I mean, this is a guy who hasn't even played a full season yet. And so I think the early season disappointments were justified. But I think people are overlooking the fact that it was basically like his 40th NBA game uh, like two months ago. Um, you know, when they, when they play a team with a traditional small forward, who gets the defensive assignment, Gordon or Isaac? I think it's Isaac. Isaac yeah. has better. He has that. He has he's more agile Master. than Gordon. You just yeah. put Isaac on the team's best forward, I think. Yes, that would make sense. <clears throat> Whether it's power forward or small forward, just the best forward goes to Isaac and Gordon. So, so just to, right. Just to talk about his stats a little bit more, you know, on the defensive end, he's averaging two point six blocks, one point one steals over the past eight games, fourteen and a half points, seven rebounds. Um, he's shooting forty seven percent from the floor, which is solid. Ninety five percent from the line doesn't take a lot of free throw attempts, but still ninety five percent is fantastic, and and thirty percent from three. Um, not great from three, obviously. He's picked that up some in the past few games, um, shooting close to, actually, I think just around 45% over the past three or four games. Um, he but has a good-looking stroke. He does. He ha- I think I've embedded that early in some other article. He act- he looks like, even though he's like eight foot ten, he looks like a legitimate shooting guard when he, you know, other than the massive size. His stroke is legit. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's a good stroke for someone his length. Um, he's hitting threes. That's all that matters. Like, I don't even care that he's shooting 30%. Um, he's hitting 1.6 per game over the past eight games. So the fact that he's hitting those, I mean, you know, Ken, you and I, we go back to the days where like one plus, you know, one or more steals, blocks and threes was a rarity. And it seems right. like, you know, that, that, that's, that's we were like young a, Rudy gay. Right, Ooh, right. Look at these blocks and threes. Yeah. <laughs> but now it seems like everyone does that. But, but at the same time, here's a guy who could average, you know, next season could legitimately average over two steals, over two blocks, and over two threes per game. Yeah. Like that's the type of yeah. upside he has, which is insane. Yeah, and getting a guy who not only—I mean, I think—I guess maybe the combination of being a good shot blocker and a great free throw shooter. He's yeah, he's like an efficient Josh Smith. I like that comp. Ooh, I like that comp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we live in the next. All right. <laughs> What is next? Oh, it's time to hear from our good friends at DraftKings. Yeah, so uh, the All-Star break is here. Uh, but if you're looking to play some daily fantasy basketball, I guess you could today. Uh, yeah. But after the break, um, that's great because we've partnered up with DraftKings here at RotoWire. You can get six-month mem- uh, RotoWire memberships for free. All you have free. to do for absolutely free, it's really easy. You just go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings. Sign up for a new account and make a $10 deposit or more if you would like, and you'll get six months access to all tools and sports on rotowire.com. So In addition to possibly making more money on those $10 deposited, sir. Exactly. Um, and that's not just basketball. It's all tools, all sports. Um, baseball's coming up, so you'll be prepared for that. Um, mm-hmm. Everything you'll get, you'll get DFS lineup optimizers, you'll get weekly rankings, premium articles, full season draft software, more like much more than that, all for $10. You can enter those in a contest, like Ken said, to potentially win more money. It's really easy. Just go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions there. Disclaimer, eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details so before before we jump into the broad topic for today there's one other guy i thought deserved mention from that charlotte hornets game uh zeller zeller is crushing it for the hornets and he's only like 28 percent owned in yahoo leagues um he he just got back from injury so that's probably one of the reasons why his ownership's down but over the past three games since he returned to the starting lineup he's averaging 
nearly 14 points, eight rebounds, one steal, uh, 0.7 blocks, shooting good percentages. This is a guy who, you know, everyone kind of expected the Hornets to bring in a big man during the trade deadline. You know, there's rumors that they would. They didn't pull the trigger on a Marcus Hall trade or anyone else. So Zeller's kind of, he's locked in. He's going to be yeah. their starting center for the rest of the year. They're making it, they're trying to make a playoff push here. So if you can go pick up Zeller, I think he's a sneaky guy. Everyone's talking about the buzzy names like Nance or Okafor or whoever else. But Zeller is a sneaky guy who can provide just as much value as all of those folks and won't cost you as much in fab money or via trade. Right. And, and I mean, honestly, the main hindrance for Zeller has been minutes. Um, hasn't really gone over 25 minutes much in his career. He's also dealt with injuries. But over the past two games, uh, he has played 65 total minutes uh, and is averaging basically 16 and 8. So if he continues seeing over 30 minutes, he's without a doubt a pickup. I mean, it's not even a question. Um, so thank you for bringing that up because uh, that's a really good thing to note. Uh, so our main topic for today is going to be the fallout from the trade deadline. Um, just to jump right into things, Otto Porter has been on fire. Uh, Ken, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? It's been in fuego. No longer has to share the ball with Bradley Beal. And uh, in prior days, John Wall is averaging 22.5 points, 5 0.8 rebounds, 2.8 three-pointers, 2.3 assists, granted small sample size, but in four games with Chicago while shooting a red-hot 62%, as well as 58% from three-point land. Oh, goodness gracious. Did anybody see this coming? Like, you know, you think, well, Markinen, Levine, you know, they're, they're probably going to, you know, still need their shots, but Man, they're just giving them the ball in Chicago. It's a smart move. They're going to be paying them a lot for a while, but it's it's just nice to see. Yeah, it's good to see them have. Um, I, I don't even want to call them a veteran at this point, but they have some uh, maybe established youth. I'm just making up buzzwords um, <laughs> on this team. I think he's 25 or 26. Uh, just a guy who's had some playoff experience on the roster is really nice. And I mean, o- overall, the post trade deadline. The Bulls, I mean, if you have any stock in Markinen or Levine, I, I, in addition to Porter, you're doing really well. All of those players, those three players, are in the top 35 over the past two weeks. I think some of that's because Dunn has been out, so Levine's handling the ball more. Wendell Carter's out, so Markinen's been grabbing rebounds, but Markinen's averaging 25 and 12 over the past two weeks. Um, Levine's getting five, six, seven assists a game. This is, I think, the kind of fantasy environment people are hoping from uh chicago with every like the team will win 25 games but they'll have a bunch of great players because everyone's just racking up stats um do you i mean in do you think do you think any of this is sustainable shannon i i think marketing and levine is much more sustainable than what porter's doing i mean porter's only played four games with the bulls he has one game where he went seven for nine and another game where he went 16 for 20 that's not he's not right. going to shoot like that on a very regular basis. You know, essentially he's on a hot streak right now. The the one the one benefit or the good the good thing for Porter owners cuz he's owned everywhere. The one thing for their the owners is he would see his minutes fluctuate a bunch in Washington. And there was even a, a lengthy stretch where he's coming off the bat uh, off the bench for the Wizards which made made no sense at the time. But with the Bulls, he's played 34 or more minutes every game. That's going to be the case from here on out. He's a big part of their future. So, you know, with that, when you just look at like his per, you know, his per 36 minutes uh, stats for this season, that's what you should expect. Don't expect him to go out there and score 24 points per game or whatever the hell he's averaging since getting traded. But could he be good for 16, 17 points per game instead of the, you know, 14 that he averaged with the Wizards the past couple of years? Yes, absolutely. And with that, you have you have more threes, more steals. You know that all comes with more playing time. But he's not. What's so me, weird to, for me is he he went from one bad offensive coach in Scott Brooks to what seemed like a bad offense in Chicago that wanted to slow things down, and now suddenly the Bulls uh, putting the pedal to the metal and lighting up the scoreboard. It's just more. In, I don't know what to predict. It's very interesting. It is. It is. And I mean, they've played, the Bulls have played some bad teams. 
Um, they played Milwaukee was the one good team. They also played Brooklyn. Uh, they played Washington and hey, they played winning Memphis. record Brooklyn. No, Brooklyn's fine, Brooklyn. but, but still, I mean, Brooklyn plays at a very fast pace. Uh, the, the Bulls scored 125 points in that game. Um, over the past four or five games, the Bulls offense has been on fire. Um, but their defense is still horrible. I, the weird thing is his worst game of those four against Washington when he should be all revenge gamed up. Right, Didn't right. Do it. Yeah. Now I, I I like Porter more in his current role on the Bulls than I did in the Wizards, but oh, he's yeah. not he's not a better player because he got traded. He's still the exact same player, and I just his, his stats will will go up because he's going to see if you know five six more minutes per game than he did with with the Wizards. Yeah. Good news for Porter owners. That's really the bottom line there. Uh, Alex, uh, someone leaving Chicago has caught your eye. Yeah, Bobby Portis, uh, finally getting 30 minutes a game. That was all. I mean, really just the minutes were the main thing holding Portis back. uh, Because, you know, we knew that he could put up great numbers and even 22 minutes. You look at his, you know, the the games that he had played 30 minutes, you see he has 20 and 10 upside. Um, It's finally being realized now in Washington. uh, And he's ranked 25th over the past two weeks. Uh when so, is he going to punch somebody? I mean, <laughs> come on, Bobby. It's, it's a contract year. He's got to he's got to keep things civil. Uh, <laughs> long story short, he's averaging twenty two and eight in thirty minutes a game over the past two weeks, and it would surprise me if the minutes changed, uh, and it would surprise me if he dipped much farther below like twenty and seven uh, type numbers, just because. I mean, he like like I said, he's in a contract year. The Wizards traded for him. They want to see what they have in him. They probably don't care that much about Dwight Howard's presence on the team. I'm not sure Why how they are feel. They giving 32 year old Jeff Green minutes. Why? Right. That Why? too. 40 minutes in, uh, against Toronto. 40 minutes for Jeff Green. Yeah, I don't. I unfortunately don't don't have the answers for that. Forty minutes. That's like uh, an excuse. Uh, I mean, I think. But the words. I, I don't know if Scott Brooks is coaching for his job. I I don't really know what's going on in Washington. I don't think anyone does. But at the very least, uh, we're seeing Bobby Porter's kind of emerge, and I think he should be a very steady fantasy presence from from here the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Anybody have any any takes on that? I mean. I'm not, I'm not as big a fan uh, of Bobby Portis as, as many others in the fantasy community. I think he's going to be fine. Um, seems like he'll get steady minutes at least in the immediate future. Um, I, my question is, what is Washington going to do once they fall completely out of the playoff picture? Right now, they're about three three games out of the eighth seed in the East. So if they fall out and then they have Portis on an expiring contract. Why give him minutes? Why not give more minutes to Thomas Bryant or someone like that? I don't know. We'll have to see. But in the immediate future, I mean, I think Portis is worth a pickup in most 10 and 12 team leagues. Um, but he is not a guy who he's going to be more about giving you those points um, than he is than he is rebounds or, or blocks. Like points points is where he really helps out. Right. Um, uh, you guys mentioned Howard. Just want to state Rotowire. We've got we expect him back the 5th of March. So. We're still about three weeks away from Dwight Howard. His uh, rear end injury still an issue. He's not playing again this year. I, that would it would surprise <laughs> me if if he played. Um, in New Orleans, um, uh, amidst all the controversy, uh, there has been one player who seems to be steady. Ken Kenrich Williams, love the guy. He's a scrapper. Uh, in his st- six starts since all this uh, bedlam in the Pelican Land, he's averaged. 10 points, almost nine rebounds, as well as 3.3 assists. So uh, if he's available, where, somebody, what's his ownership in Yahoo here? Uh, I'm looking that up right now. but uh, We got multiple people love, on the I, case. But I think, I think the main thing to note with Williams. 36% owned. 36% owned in Yahoo leagues. If you need boards, grab Williams. Minutes are there. Yeah, I think the important thing to note with him is over the past four games, He's the only person on the Pelicans to see 30 minutes in every single one of those games. 
<laughs> yeah. So he's the literally the only study presence on this entire team. And so last two weeks, average, uh, an average rankings Yahoo seventy seventh. That is playable. It is very playable. And the minutes are going to go up, don't you think? I don't know. I don't know how much farther they can go up. They're pretty. I mean, he's averaging what thirty three ish. I mean, the, you look at the since he got moved in the starting lineup: thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty seven, thirty two, thirty four. You can't really go up from there. Um, you know, the three games prior, thirty or more minutes as well. Um, so he's locked in to a role of thirty or more minutes per game, probably closer to thirty three or more minutes per game. So, I mean, with that. That's great. His production's been good. My the one thing I, I loved him. I was on him right from the get go. Picked him up in multiple leagues. I even I picked him up in our staff keeper league. And one of the other owners said to me like, "Who in the hell is that guy?" Um, <laughs> and it, it's worked out for me. I actually had to make a two for one trade um, and moved Aaron Gordon and Justice Winslow. And mind you, there's contracts attached to these for for Tobias Harris because I wanted to clear that roster spot so I could keep Williams for the rest of the season. I was going to shave salary. I was going to have to cut Williams and I'm like, I can't do it. I love this. Will I love Williams. <laughs> he's too good. Um, I, I, I do. I absolutely love him. He's, he's 24. He's got upside. The Pelicans seem to believe in him. Teammates believe in him. Drew holiday had this to say about Williams. You know, when asked to describe the 24-year-old, he said, a star, really, someone who can come in, fill up the stat sheet, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, lock up the best player on the opposing team. Like, you have Drew Holiday saying that about this kid. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my guess is that Gentry saying the same kind of stuff about him as well, and he's willing to yep. – you look at the way he's – he every other player – um, is playing, you know, under 30 minutes or, you know, Etwan Moore starts one game. Then this other dude starts another game. There is no future in Etwan Moore. That's right, what kills right. me. Like, why run those guys? Like, Williams has been the consistent, like, throughout the whole Anthony Davis, you know, just saga. It's it's Williams who's the one who the team is out there throwing the minutes to. I, I love it. He hits threes. He gets he can get he steals and blocks. Well from the charity stripe, though. Does not, there's one, one, blemish last nine games 54 and a half percent from the charity stripe but the good uh, news, not shooting yeah, yeah the not good shooting. news there he's only averaging like one and a half attempts per game um he's yeah. the type of guy who's not going to get many free throw attempts uh he's basically out there shoot them yeah, yeah no he doesn't he doesn't take that many shots period um but just steady production and i think he's going to have 12 team value for the rest of the season deeper 10 team leagues can look at him as well he's he's one of those guys more valuable in regular basketball than fantasy. I, to me, it's like he's got Marcus Smart, obviously more of a forward than a guard, but he has Marcus Smart-like potential and the kind of grinder that good teams have to have. Yeah, and uh, that makes sense. His I'm on basketball reference right now. His nickname is Kenny Hustle, which I think uh, appropriately wraps up uh, what he's doing. His numbers right now I in the NBA. I was briefly Kenny Hustle. Sixth grade, I was briefly Kenny Hustle. <laughs> he stole your nickname. Uh, his his college numbers line up pretty well with what he's doing in the NBA. So he went to Texas Christian. Um, last year, he played 36 minutes, averaged 13 points, nine rebounds, four assists, uh, shot 48% from the field, 40% from three, somehow only 70% from the line. Uh, so that is... Um, so, I mean, what he's doing in the NBA seems like about the player that he is. Um, there have only been nine other players that went to Texas Christian. The highest draft pick, Kurt Thomas. Um, Scott Brooks also went there for reference. Whoa, whoa, don't go down that go. rabbit hole. Don't go that I rabbit won't. hole. Uh, I was just. All right, Alex, Alex, Kenrich Williams is young. Tell us about someone really old that has caught your eye. Lou Williams is back. Um, the Clippers. 87 year old Lou Williams. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. The Clippers traded away their second best score, arguably, I guess, uh, Tobias Harris. And that's just opened up. Lou Williams again to be one of the leading scorers on just a really otherwise pretty subpar uh, Clippers team, as was the case last year. He's averaging 27 and six over the past two weeks, ranked the 35th Yahoo, uh, ranked 35th on Yahoo. Um, Basically, and, 50, dra- 50 draft uh, DraftKing points a night last two games. Yeah, and and the crazy part is the last game he had 30, he had 30 points and 10 assists. He only played 22 minutes. Like he's doing it in the past six games when he's averaging 25 and five, 
He's only averaging 26 minutes per game. Like, it's it's insane. Oh, Lobs to Montrez. Yeah. Lobs to Montrez, baby. Man. Um, I don't, I don't have, school. I don't have a, a hot take or anything for Lou Williams because we know exactly who he is. We saw this from him Lou last Williams year. should play up the oldness. He should, like, wear Chuck Taylors and, like, come out in a cane for the warm-up layups. <laughs> Maybe don, like, a gray beard. How? That'd be awesome. How old do you actually think Lou Williams chair. is, Ken? Give him a rocking chair on the bench. He's 32, I know, but I, it's still fun. Just play it he up. He does seem... I think him and him and Jamal Crawford need to be on the same team just like one time. <laughs> Roommates on the road. Yeah. Watching Sanford and Son on the hotel TV. He I mean, he basically last year he blew up and he should have been an all star, even as a six man. When when Griffin when Blake Griffin was out and before they traded for Tobias Harris, like he was putting up these exact kind of numbers. Career and high, now, twenty-three points a game. Yeah. And now they they don't have they don't have Blake Griffin. They don't have Tobias Harris. Like it's it we kind of all missed it too. You know, every yeah. everyone missed it. They're like they're like, oh, you know, the rooster, Gallinari's gonna be awesome. Uh SG is gonna uh Gallinari's still gonna be awesome. But yes, uh, he's been garbage, but okay. I'm just just saying he has garbage. been bad since the trade deadline. He it's because he just came back from injury. So that's Copy. fine. He's been playing yep. limited minutes. But Williams is the guy who's just absolutely blown up. Um it's amazing. He's actually playing better this year than he than he was last year. If you look at the per thirty six numbers, he's up to twenty seven points, seven assists, four rebounds. Uh, shooting percentages obviously aren't great, but that's what Gallinari, happens when you shoot twenty one shots. And four in the win. Gallinari nineteen ten and four in the win over Boston. He looked pretty good when Boston just phoned it in that night. I have to defend the rooster. I have a. Um, I have uh, uh, an odd crush on the rooster. That's okay. All right. Are you, you have a, you're posing a solid question though, uh, Alex, about a certain player that also went to Washington recently. Yeah. So we talked about Bobby Portis, which I feel pretty confident about, but uh, how, what is your guys trust level on Jabari Parker? So since joining the wizards, 12.3 points, 7.5 rebounds, 5.3 assists, which has been the surprising development. He's passing the ball. 51% field goal, 63% free throw, 17% three-point percentage. Are those all bound to go up? Will he play better than this? It's possible. I mean, you'd expect a free throw percentage to go up, three-point percentage as well. Um, I don't know that he'll play better than this. The, I think this is what to expect. Like the the 12, 12 to 14 points, seven or eight rebounds um, in 27, 28 minutes. Like you can expect that. That'll happen. The problem is it's gonna there's gonna be maddening inconsistency. It's like it's like yeah. like we've already seen in his third game with the Wizards, he had played twenty minutes, had zero points, five rebounds, two assists. He was zero for three from the floor. He took three shots. Yeah, yeah. he took only took three shots. The two game the two games in between that, he took fifteen attempts. Each of those two. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember seeing <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I see the I see these experts saying like they were they could not believe that so many. DFS players passed on Portis for that third game um, because he was still under like four thousand or something on one of the DFS sites. So, so they're 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 just like, how can he not be a hundred percent owned for right. this for for these cash games? Um, but then he went out and laid a dud and had seven seven fantasy points. So there's going to be that still. Um, he's do you know do you know what the team option is next year? You know how much it's the 20, team option twenty million. Want to, twenty million. I know. The, the deal was a one-year deal. It was just like, yeah, it, on its face, this, we're going to make this look better than it is. But it was a one-year, $20 million deal. Um, there's no way that the Washington point is just, picks There's that no up. way on the Wizards next year. And so why they're giving him in green minutes again over Portis is just insanity to me. But, uh, why, 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 is there, why, is there a, a, why is Portis a lock to be on that team over Parker next year? Well, they they can't just void his contract and re-sign him. They're going to have to keep Parker for twenty million. No, I mean, with they all that can, money, they can decline and extend. Um, that happens, but generally the player wouldn't. <laughs> it's not a very favorable option for the player. I'd be like, you're going to decline my contract and then tell me you want me back for less. Um, but he's, I mean, he's almost playing for his job right now. Um, kind of moving forward. The, I mean, I think. I mean, one of his main knocks, other than his defense, obviously, has been, um, you know, his vision. 
Um, you know, he's, we know we can go out and get 20 points. Like, there's no question about that. It's just, can he also create for others? Old school Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony points. That was, nowhere. that was one of the main comparisons coming out of college, which yes. that we should have all, uh, we should, we should have all been worried about that. No, we should have. Cause again, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony was one of the 10 best players in the NBA for an eight year stretch. Like that's silly. People need to get off Carmelo is, or <laughs> does old, old mellow suck? Yes. Was Prime Mellow awesome? Yes, he was. He should have won Rookie of the Year over LeBron. He had a better rookie season than LeBron. He was he was great the first like eight or nine years he, of his he career. Was great. And if Parker was half of Mellow, no one would talk trash about him. But again, Parker, what the Wizards Parker's twenty three. He's younger than Bobby Portis. He's the, he was the second pick in the draft in 2014. He has tons of upside still. I'm not saying that they're going to pick up his contract, but like, why is Portis a given and Parker's a question mark? That's ridiculous. Defense. Absolutely ridiculous. Defense. Portis sucks at defense, defense too. You've never watched him play if you think he's good at defense. <laughs> he's. I'm not saying he's good at defense. He's better at defense. No, all Portis. It's all Portis does. Portis is a chucker. He's a six foot ten chucker. That's all he is. He is garbage. All he does is chuck the ball. He's Lou we Williams. Have really found, we have really found Shannon's, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, but, button issue here. They're Hot just, button issue. They, they both should get minutes from for the wizard from the Wizards for the rest of the season. That that much we can agree on. Jeff Green should not get the minutes. It should be Portis and Parker. The the Wizards are going to be desperate to bring in someone to be Beal's number two next season. Wall's gone for the year already, so. Yeah, maybe P- Parker is he's he's the type of guy. I that think Sadoransky, but, but I think they also have to. If I think Sadoransky's contract ends, it does. Uh, they are they really not. They don't want to go into the luxury tax, so they're going to be probably spending as little money as possible to try to make the playoffs. Which you know how well that generally works out, right? Um, <laughs> and there was weird talk uh, about them wanting to extend Trevor Ariza. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. That was they should have traded him. <laughs> I didn't understand. Um, uh, yeah. We got about three more guys to talk about before we quickly hit on uh, some a little bit of DraftKings. Tobias Harris uh, has dropped to the ninety-second ranked player over the past two weeks. Uh, he's averaging eighteen points, six point seven rebounds, three point three assists, which sounds good, but he was previously averaging about twenty and eight. Uh, mm-hmm. and do you, and who I, else in Philly has some issues? I think you got to lump this issue together, Alex. We should. And this is the more dramatic one. Uh, Ben Simmons over the past two weeks has fallen to 149, uh, in Yahoo eight cat leagues, 16 points, 5.8 assists, five rebounds, 1.3 steals, 54% from the field, 60% far from the free throw line. And this is concerning because he was ranked. He, he is ranked. Uh, 42 on the season overall. Do you guys feel that Ben Simmons out of all these guys is the main casualty of all these, all these trades for the Sixers? Uh, I mean, Butler's numbers are going to have issues too. I I think Harris is a wonderful addition for a team that needed outside shooting, but it's kind of like trying to pick a Celtic each night. That's going to be awesome. There's just too much depth on the team. Now from a fantasy perspective, you want, you know, the dream is the Harden situation where the team desperately needs him to chuck 40 attempts. And that's just never going to happen for any of the four stars on the Sixers. Yeah, I'm with you. Actually, Harris is probably the one I'm least worried about. Uh, you know, if you look at just since he joined the, the Sixers, shoot. I mean, he's, he's ranked about 67th overall in eight category sure. leagues. He's still playing nearly 32 or 33 minutes. He's averaging 18 and seven. He's not going to, and he's hitting two threes per game. His percentages are great. He's not going to be what he was in LA, but we've seen him. We saw him enough in Orlando. We saw him enough in Detroit that, you know, in a lesser role, we know what he can do. Um, And I think he's still going to be good for 16, 17 points, seven rebounds, a couple threes, and good percentages, which. If you drafted Harris, that's all you're really expecting, anyways. Yeah. So you, yeah. you know that doesn't hurt you. Um, Butler, I think it impacts Butler. I think it impacts Simmons and Bead. Um, but but Simmons and Butler more than anyone else, I think are going to see a dip. Yeah. You no, know, that Celtics when the Celtics upset the Philly in Philadelphia, uh, loved how the Celtics D they gave Simmons about eight feet when he would touch the ball on the perimeter. Like Jalen Brown was practically standing under the basket when he was guarding Ben Simmons. And it was fantastic. He didn't shoot. The, the key was clogged. It feels to me like it's not that hard to figure out Simmons. 
It's not. But the one good thing, I actually think, if you own Simmons in a dynasty league, the one positive here, because um, Simmons has his, has his faults, right? He doesn't shoot threes. He's actually crap from the free That's throw line. line. Um, but what this is going to do with, with Harris on the team now, too, and the fact that, like, they're basically they're basically going to be locked into their seed at some point, um, probably in the near future. You know where I think the final we already saw it. We saw Simmons take a legit three point attempt earlier. Right. You know earlier this week, and Coach, you know Brown, the head coach, the players have all been talking about it more. I think he's going to start taking more three pointers over the final twenty games or so of the season, and then work on it during the off season and next year come in where he actually has like, I'm not saying he'll shoot 40% from three, but it'll be part of his arsenal where he's taking more threes and, and that'll open up his fantasy game as a whole. I yeah. think the Sixers let Butler walk over the summer. I think they see Harris as a better fit. I think he is a better fit, better outside shooter. I, I, I'd be surprised if both Butler and Harris come back. And I think with Butler leaving that that's a good sign for Simmons and shot attempts. I agree. I agree. Ken, um, Butler, I, I also just think Butler's an asshole, and that he'll <laughs> go somewhere else because he'll think, yes. "Oh, I don't want to play." With the, yeah, I don't want to be yeah. third peg, the third peg with these these other two right. young guys. Um, I think he'll just go somewhere else. I, I think Harris. There's a good chance he goes somewhere else too, just because some team is gonna swing and miss on bigger name free agents and be willing to give him a max. It's possible Philly will give him a max too, but uh, we'll see. I think, yeah, I think at least Butler's gone though. Yeah, that wasn't surprise right, Alex, wrap me. This up with, wrap, wrap this up with the Nick guard that we've already touched on a little. Yeah, we, talk, we talked about Dennis Smith. We did. So instead of Dennis Smith, let's talk about DeAndre Jordan. Okay. All right, so DeAndre Ooh. Jordan, since joining the Knicks, he hasn't topped 30 minutes yet. Um, he and has. Yet. What's that? And yet. Yeah, and I was yet. Say, yeah, hasn't played minutes and yet. He's still averaging 11 and 11 with 1.1 yeah. 1. 1 blocks. Um, Beautiful. You know, great, great Great percentages, um, 68% from the floor, 72% from the line. I'm amazed that his shooting, his free throw shooting has held up for the entire season. Um, it is I, amazing. I actively avoided him in all leagues. You know, he shot a career high 58% last year. He's up to 69% this year. It's just, it's amazing that he's, that he's been able to improve like that. So my, my question is I think this team, this Knicks team, is going to continue to play Mitchell Robinson more. I'm, I'm with you, Alex. I think Robinson's like a, a must-add in 12-team leagues. Right. Um, he's just an elite shot blocker. He's averaging like almost three blocks per game over the past six, seven games. Um, so Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson could continue to get minutes. Does Jordan get bought out? Like it could Wouldn't still have done it by now, though. You, they have usually, done it by yes. Now? But I, my 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 thought process here is they have a week off, right? And they're going to sit down and talk to him, and it might they might say, okay, yeah, it's mutu- it's mutually beneficial if we part ways. I think it's going to come after the All Star break, but we'll we'll see. There's been no indication Boy, that's would just he my be an awesome signing for a few playoff teams to add DeAndre Jordan. Absolutely, that'd be so spectacular. Yeah, I mean, there was talk that they wanted to keep him around for because good he's faith. boys. He's boys with Kevin Durant, right? Yeah, yeah. And I just. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Reason. I don't think they view Cornette as a legit center, though. I think he's no. yeah, he's seven foot, but he's really, I mean, he's the Brook Lopez type of center now. He's you know he's, chucking from three point uh, from right. behind the arc. Yeah, he. he there he, are minutes. At he's center. a fifteen he's minute still, a game guy. Yeah, maybe he's he's Ryan Anderson. He's like a bad version yeah. of Ryan of prime Ryan <laughs> right. Anderson. It's, um, there's plenty of minutes to have Jordan and Robinson. You know, to still develop Robinson. And have Jordan, but you're right. They're they're not playing for anything, so eh. we'll see. We'll see. I, I I think. I mean, if you have Jordan, keep him. He like like we've said, he's still averaging, uh, exactly doing better actually uh, than he did in Dallas. So you might as well hold on to him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he joins another team uh, for the final 25 games or so of the season. Yeah, uh, an important thing to keep in mind. Uh, so let's qu- very quickly. Uh, touch on the the rising stars game uh usa versus world which is happening tonight uh who do you guys think is so on DraftKings? it's a you do the five man uh showdown or is it six i think it's six it is six uh five five uh players and one captain yes who do you and the captain is 1.5 times points but also right. 1.5 times salary 
Who do you guys feel is the best value captain available? Ooh, I don't know about captain, but I think value DeAndre Ayton for World because they don't have any other centers. That could be a captain. Yeah, Ayton's interesting. Um, he's at eighty seven hundred. Uh, I I personally I like I like Bagley. Um, he's at seventy eight hundred. I just think I think he's going to get out there. I think from a from a skill standpoint, you're reading um, the captain prices, by the way, not the player prices for those guys. Oh yeah, my apologies. Those were the captain prices, um, but I like I like Bagley. I think if you look at the cheap options, he's got the most upside um, from a pure talent and skill standpoint. Like he's up there with anyone else who's in this game. That's why he was like the top recruit going into Duke. That's why he was the number two pick, you know, over guys, even even if he shouldn't have been picked over Luca, you know, he was picked that high because his talent is insane. We've seen it. We've seen some 40 plus point fantasy games from him already in the past few weeks. Um, I think a game like this, that's going to have a just no defense and an outrageous pace. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he took it over. Um, now, who's the most motivated to care? Like who, you know, it's that, usually, I, to me, it's all motivation. Like if you're Donovan Mitchell, how you know how much more he's famous gonna, is Donovan Mitchell? He's not going to give a shit. Yeah, he's not going to give a shit. Maybe who cares? Kuzma? I can't figure out who is the most motivated to care in this game. Do you think Kuzma cares? Trey Maybe Young, Kevin Knox. I mean, it's possible. Trey Young. Yeah, it's it's possible. I mean, it's someone who wants to make their stamp. Last year, Bogdanovich got it because um, he went out and hit like a ton of threes. Yeah. Like, Eight, nine, ten threes. I forget how many right, exactly, right, but he just right. went out there and he was hitting Steph Curry threes from from eighty thousand feet away. Um, and everyone's like Kuzma. I mean, Kuzma loves be. to throw up a lot of shots. You're right. He's not shy when LeBron's out. I'm just trying to think who's gonna who's just gonna be unconscious as far as the quantity of attempts. Well, <laughs> I feel like it could get interesting between Trey Young and Doncic. <laughs> Just from a narrative perspective, I'm playing them both. Yeah, I'm playing them both for that exact reason. Yeah, no, I I, I hear that. I think Luca is probably the favorite. Um, if whatever Vegas odds, he's the are. highest priced. Yeah, so I figured, he's the yeah. highest priced. Um, the narrative this season has been Luca, 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 and that's why I think actually I like guys like Trey Young and Bagley more than him because like Bagley's going to be like I've been sitting out here in Sacramento coming off the bench. No one, no one's talked about me at all. I'm going to go out here and blow this shit up. I, I, I don't know. I see it happening. I just think he's that type of guy. Um, now, Alex, let me ask you from on the showdown contest, what's your strategy with picking a captain? Do you, do you go with the, just the guy who you think is going to score the most fantasy points? Do you go with the cheaper option? What's the best route to take? Generally, I just roll with the guy that I think has the most potential for value. That's usually how I play it. So about the lowest priced guy that i would have some sort of comfort with or the guy that i think has the most upside because generally if i'm playing a showdown like this it's a tournament and so you only have six players so your so if lineups you think, if you think deandre ayton is a value you're saying play ayton at captain yes and the same goes for like kevin knox kevin knox is sitting there at at 4400 we know he's a guy who who loves to shoot the ball we saw i mean we saw bogdan bogdanovich win mvp of this game last year. Um, so you'd feel like Kevin Knox has for- a good chance. I think there's too many forwards ahead of Knox, though, unless Tatum just says, I don't want to play. I mean, Colin his, says, I don't want to yeah, play. I mean, his, his, in. Yeah, I mean, Kuroks is like questionable. I, like, Kuroks is kind of hurt. Osman, is Osman going to play? How much is OG Ananobi going to play? Is he even a guy like for this game? You know, is John Collins really going to get out there that much? I just, um, if we're talking super low prices, you want to differentiate yourself from the pack, although a lot of New York fans might throw him in there as captain. Um, I think you could you could figure things out, configure a good lineup with with Kevin Knox in your captain spot. Um, but so yeah, my overall strategy is the guy that I think has the highest upside for his uh, for his price, because um, then I think you can get the most out of your um, most out of your remaining salary, and at the same time potentially differentiate yourself you got to take some risks when there's only six players per lineup because variations are so thin yeah and just playing with playing with uh some roster options i mean if you go luca as your captain <laughs> you can go trey bagley ayton Markinen, and kuzma as the rest but like that might be so chalk like that lineup right, right. there could be so chalk that it's not even worth it um but it's it's easy. I mean, it's easy to squeeze everyone in because you have really good options like Bagley and Aiton um, at fifty eight and fifty two hundred, and everyone's pretty close to the same price because this game is almost a toss up. 
So your your lineup variations are, you know, don't I would say for this contest, don't fret that much about the salaries. Just pick a lot of guys that you just think will be motivated to play well in this game, and you might have to take a risk on one or two guys. Like maybe Bogdanovich goes back to back, like a who you know, um, stuff like that. But uh, I think that's enough on that. So Ken, uh, you have your old man rant. Go away, Anthony Davis. You and your evil agent, Rich Paul, caused this mess. You could have made your trade request privately. There is a reason the NBA finds you guys. As you know, as wise old man Charles Barkley said yesterday about Davis, quote, don't ruin your reputation as one of the nicest guys in the world. Your agent works for you. You don't work for him. They handled the situation wrong, and it's going to bite him in the ass. The Pelicans are paying Davis $25 million this year. Yes, $25 million. I have no sympathy for him at all. Boo-hoo, I didn't get traded. Ouchie, my shoulder hurts. Burn those Davis jerseys, Pelican fans, both of you. Please just go away, Davis. I'd rather watch Kenrich Williams. Bust his ass scraping for boards. Give Julius Randle 39 minutes a game. By the way, wouldn't Julius Dion Randle have been an awesome superhero star in one of those 1970s blaxploitation movies? What a badass. Grow the shaft sideburns, Julius. But anyway, I digress. Go away, Anthony Davis. All right, so... I can I agree with you? No, no, I agree with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I agree with you too. That was and, the longest pause after. No, I thought I saw I saw a, uh, I saw another thing in the document. Screw, I thought you were going to read. I, it. Everyone, everyone who's taken the side of of AD is a clown. You're wrong. He put himself in this position. He's yep. the one who signed the contract. This isn't some yep. cre- like. Th- there's no other way to look at it. The Pelicans and anyone saying, "Whoa, the Pelicans never put a good team around him." They traded for Miritich last year. They traded for Boogie Cousins. Like that team was really good last season. And if Boogie Cousins were healthy, they could have been even better. Uh, they just happened to run into the Warriors in the second round. There's nothing you can do about that. Like a bad luck. Yeah, it is a little bad luck. Even this year, they started off like gangbusters because Alfred Payton looked like he was going to push the pace, be their Rondo for this season. You had Miritich back, who really, really like. Help that team tremendously down the stretch the previous year. <laughs> Julius Randle, like they tried to put pieces around him. Did it work? No. They they had injuries this season, but he, it was his choice. He signed that long term extension. He could have signed a shorter extension with the team if he wanted to have more control. But to come out before the trade deadline, a year and a half before your deal expires, and try to demand a trade, I'm glad the Pelicans did what they did. Screw Anthony Davis. Screw his agent. They are in the wrong. I I do have to say, uh, this is breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski, general ooh, manager, ooh. general manager of the New York or the New Orleans Pelicans has been fired. Del Demps got Demps fired. And of all the times to fire him now, well, it's not that now? surprising. No, I, I actually, that's a big deal. The thing timing's is weird. The, the timing's weird. Timing's weird. Anthony Davis just left a game and they're like, well, no, it's, it, I don't think it's that weird. Cause you want to get a new GM in who can make the right trade for your franchise. Like you're trading Anthony Davis, but you're not doing the trade till the off season. Right. right? But like, that's, but still, let who cares? Finish the year. Let nah. him go at the, you know, nah. you don't think they trust. They, I guess that maybe they just don't trust Dempsey all to make the trade. Yeah, to I, make the best yeah. trade. No, you actually, I absolutely think that it's better. To, like you don't want Dems making the trade anyways, and bring in That's the guy. True. Start your GM search now. It's it's just weird timing. Two things I want to point out. Uh, number one, Dion really is Julius Randall's middle name. I didn't make that up. <laughs> I love that Julius Dion Randall might be one of my favorite NBA names right That's now. That's a good name. Uh, also, Charles Barkley was just gave a fabulous not safe for work interview. Uh, that I'm going to post with the podcast in the, in the podcast article on Rotowire. It's epic. Uh, ben uh, Ben Golliver of the Washington Post uh, put it up on Twitter. I'm sure some other reporters did too. It's a fantastic diatribe from Barkley. It's why he's uh, just awesome on 
uh, TNT. Uh, anyway, look for that on the RotoWire side. Um, so I Alex Dion Barutho, what do you got for us? <laughs> um, I was looking to, I was hoping to see if uh, Woj posted any more context with a tweet, but he didn't. Um, we so we're on to mispronounced names. We have a, I think Shannon typed this in. Yeah, isn't it Kenrick? Is it? I, I believe it's Kenrick. I don't think it's. You know Kenrich. what it should be. You know what's going to be for the rest of the year. Kenny Hustle. Yeah, of course, of course. Kenny Hustle. That's, that's a, all I'm. That's all I'm a, on basketball reference, I see Kenrich as the pronunciation Ooh. guide. All right, Ooh. I'll do some. We'll have to, we'll have to look on some I'll highlights. Do some double check. So you're saying Shannon is in the wrong. Okay. No, I was asking for a clarification. I was just saying <laughs> what I believe. I never called him Kenrick once this episode. I just think it's. Kenrich to me just sounds off. Well, it's odd. It's a, it's it should be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we also had some Kevin Horder uh, pronunciations. It's Kenrich. Yeah, yeah. It's Herder. Um, it is Herder. It's Herder. I guess Herder. Yeah. I, uh, um, easy, easy I don't to like do the though. Spelling. Yeah, the, the spelling, spelling makes it rough. Yeah. I think I think overall though that's going to do it for us. A longer pod, but I felt like it was necessary. Um, so thank you everybody for joining us Soul at the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is presented by DraftKings. Ken, you have a quote for us for today's out quote. Let's again go to New Orleans and Coach Alvin Gentry's full quote last night after his Pelicans beat the Thunder by nine points. He said, "Quote to tell you the truth, this whole thing has been a dumpster fire. It's hard for guys." to go through what they've been through and to be able to come out and beat a team of that quality. I'm happy for all the guys. I'm happy for you too, Alvin. Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.